Welcome to the 4205 cast. The Kings are coming at you live, but you'll hear us on tape delay. Today I got with me Theo and Joe. Alright, I'm Andre. And nobody else. And we're just gonna do this episode two men down because, you know, our our dudes don't want to show up. Yeah. You know, well, what are you gonna do, right? You gotta the show must go on. The show must go on. The that's, heavy the, hitters. that's the beauty of five people. Mm-hmm. It's that it takes a lot for there to be nobody to record. That's true. So let's get started. <laughs> There's a lot of news this week, and uh, we want to hit it in addition to finding out what you're playing. What do you got for me, Theo? Well, I'm playing the game of trying to get Dark Souls 3 to work. I guess that means you got the PC version. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. The um, the gift and the curse of PC gaming. Yeah, like awesome graphic settings, mm-hmm. terrible ports. Terrible ports. Yeah. The and PC then- port game has been... Uh, a little lacking. Really bad these are the past. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It wasn't until Dark Souls, this this current game, where I kind of got why. Okay. So the past few, you know, ports, Quantum Break, Division was down for a little bit when mm-hmm. it came out. And I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's fine. It's, it'll come back up. You have other games to play. And when Dark Souls 3 wasn't working. I remember reading an article. I actually sent you guys the articles where it's saying it was an immaculate port. And I'm like, oh, thank God. So I had a rough two days, Monday, Tuesday, work with school. And I came home Tuesday night. And I'm like, I'm just going to play some Dark Souls. Like, and then you had a rough Tuesday the, night. I had a real rough Tuesday night trying to fix Dark Souls. I paid for maybe about 30 minutes, spent two hours trying to get it to work. That sounds like a PC to me. Oh, man. <laughs> it, was, it was very disheartening to the point I just turned it off and went to bed. You know, it's, it's really fortunate that the PC Master Race guys are here to discuss this right now. Because if the other console peasants were here, they, they would probably be laughing at us yeah, about it. They're, but they're not here to do that. So we'll just wallow in our sorrow of not being able to play our games. <laughs> I don't have Dark Souls 3 anyway. That's very true. <laughs> uh, I think Ant's getting it, he said. Ant, but I would explain why he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> but when I did play the game, it's 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 fun. What, what, what kind of errors are you getting, exactly? Because well, I, I, diff- I had certain kind of errors. My machine is more than capable to play this game. Right. At, um, 60 frames per second at 1080p. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm bo- loaded it up. Sure. Hey. You know what? I spent a lot for this machine. I'm going to show off. Yeah, all right, all right. I feel it. <laughs> so I'm playing this game, and it's just stuttering like crazy. I'm like, okay. They got those problems. Yes, it's just stuttering like mad. Like, I'm I getting like 45 frames per second. I'm like, this isn't right. Put it to low. <laughs> Still get 45 frames frame per second. It's not ridiculous. acceptable. No, it is not. No, something is off. So I, I sent Joe a few fixes the other day. I end up capping the frame rate to 30, which... I think is a slap in my face. It's, it's terrible. Like, it's like it's thirty frames per second is not acceptable. It's played. The Super Nintendo played things at sixty frames per second. I don't want to play anything at thirty. The, 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 the way I did offset that was to put into four K. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you know what? If it's going to play slower, I want it to look immaculate. I had a different issue. I have no performance issues, but I had the uh, game crashes at bonfire. Yeah. That's a good one. It's not those, a good one. Those are kind of required to play the game. And, yeah, and, I would like it would I would lose progress And, and how about you tell people what the fix for that is? You have walk to, backwards. It was not walk backwards. Damn. Because I tried turning the first thing I tried was turning the camera <laughs> to see to make sure I wasn't looking at the bonfire while approaching it. Fuck. Didn't work. And I'm like, Ugh. the fix is changing the lighting settings the lighting quality to low. <laughs> 
There's actually a second fix also. I don't know if you know about this one. What? Pick knight as your character. Yes, I did hear that. <laughs> yeah, but apparently the knight, that, that's like armor related. Yes. It, might, it might have something to do with like reflection. That's what I think it is. If it's, if it's lighting related, it has to be. How did this come out and nobody fucking figured that? Everybody picked the knight <laughs> before they shipped the game? Maybe it was like the only thing that they had oh. like available in the betas. I don't know. I didn't play the betas. All right. I'm assuming that you were also playing Dark Souls 3 and anything yeah. else that you're trying to play. I did uh, end up getting Enter the Gungeon. And so I've been playing that for a solid you, week now. You, you, you kind of sound a little sour about this game. I, I am. The game, the core gameplay is amazing, and it's a lot of fun. It's a flawed game. Hmm. The roguelike elements are, you know, they're present. You know, you there's two types of currency. There's, like, in, in the dungeon currency... And there's like boss currency you use in the in the hub world or whatever that you can use to unlock stuff. Mm-hmm. When you beat a boss, you get this money, or when you complete a, like a bounty or something from one of the characters you unlock, you get money. Okay, and you can spend these to unlock different guns. The problem the game has, I feel, is the the um, the guns themselves. Mm. You start with depending on who you pick, you start with a starting pistol and maybe one other item, and you just pretty much go through the game with that starting pistol until you get some decent guns. Which may or may not happen. Which may or may not happen, because there's some really terrible guns out there. Some of which, you just like, why would I use this over my starting pistol that has infinite, infinite ammo? Infinite ammo. Yeah. That's the pea shooter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's still it's still an effective weapon, thankfully. You know, when they when they said, hey, we're going to give you a, a weapon... So the game is kind of funny in a, in a, in a few ways. Yeah. And they said, they're going to give you a weapon that, you know, equals your... Ability or something like that. I was like, watch this be called a pea shooter. Mm-hmm. I picked it up. It's a pea shooter. It's yeah. It's a pea shooter. It's like, it's the game came up with puns and designed the the guns around the puns instead of designing the guns first. Hmm. There, are, there are a few good ones. The alphabet know? gun I thought was really cool. They, yep. had, they had some, like, pretty good, interesting ideas. They, I, I like the ones that they stole. They had, like, a lightsaber-ish type one that yeah. would reflect bullets when you reloaded. Uh, they had the the hmm. Halo charge pistol. There's a okay. there's a Mega Man Buster arm. Mm-hmm. How much guns are in the game? I have, I don't know. I haven't oh, counted, but there's a lot. Is. I think some of my favorite ones are there's a there's one of my favorite references in the game. One of the better weapons I found is the gun called the Laser Lotus, mm-hmm. and it's level five. I don't know if you guys watch Community. The Chevy Chase character mm-hmm. belongs to some weird, crazy religion. He's like, I'm a level five laser lotus. <laughs> that's <laughs> and I'm like, that's a, that's a really obscure Community <laughs> reference that's right there. Good. My favorite gun I found so far is one of the unlocks. It's called the, oh, what is it? The, the riding coil or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, this sounds cool. Does it shoot lightning? You know what it does? Mm. It shoots a purple It shoots a purple laser that arcs the, all the enemies on the screen. I'm like, oh, it's like right in the t- like shooter cam. Uh, like, this gun is awesome. That's pretty cool. So, like, every now and then you'll find something really cool. Or you can go through it and, get, and get stuck with, like, one of 37 generic shotguns yeah. that all shoot the same way. I, I had asked you before, like, when you said you were not really interested in the game, you mm-hmm. didn't really like it too much. I was like, oh, shit. I was kind of disappointed with that because it looked really cool. Yeah. And so I asked you what's wrong with it. Like, is there any progression? You said no. And that immediately, like, disappointed me. Turn off. Yeah. It's Here's the thing about the progression. The progression is unlocking more guns. And some of these unlocks are amazing. Some of these unlocks are really good guns. So, but unlock in what way? You use the boss currency to unlock more guns. To use it on the next run? To use on your next run, yes. So I can pick this gun. Or, you know, if you if you get it out of a chest, yeah. the items are randomized. Okay. And in order to open a chest, you can shoot it open to get junk or mm-hmm. use a key. And mm-hmm. Sometimes, like I said, you get a piece of garbage. Other yeah. times, you get great stuff. 
the second thing I asked you, like, what else? I asked you if it's a twin stick shooter. It's yeah. You said, it's, you said no. It's like now, okay, you aim with you aim with the second stick, but you yeah. gotta press a button. I don't like that. Like, so I, I tried playing it. You guys know I got the Steam controller, right? Yeah. And I have varying degrees of if I enjoy it or not. Like, some games it works fantastic. XCOM 2 is amazing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to make, you know, Twin Stick Shoot out of this. And it's really superfluous, that button. I yeah, would- like, why, why do I have to press a button to shoot? Like, I don't understand. Like, I enjoy the core mechanics of the game. I, I only went the, through the, the tutorial. The core mechanics of the game is fantastic. Yeah, like flipping tables, you know, yeah. uh, dodging and stuff like that. That was fun. But mm-hmm. the fact that you had that extra layer of shooting the, like, pressing a shoot button, I don't know why they added that. It it seems superfluous. Yeah. Every time I get a weapon, like, the only, the only time I ever feel it's useful is when you press the button to make some guns shoot faster. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, fine, you know, but, like, I want the option of just moving the stick to yeah, shoot. Stick, it's, yeah. You know, it's... Because the ammo count is still there. I guess I, could, I guess I could see it functioning because some weapons take a charge and have a rapid fire kind of thing, so... But then why don't you just make it so that there's a switch? Right, well, that... Like, that button like instead that button of being shoot, switch. it's, yeah. just, it's a, like it a might, shift It key. might things, make things a little more clunky now that I think of it, mm. so... Yeah, I I'm, I gotten used to it. You know, it's... it's I think it's, it's fun, it's, it's personally. Easy. It's, fu- it's a fun game. It's just that in the, um... I don't know if you guys play Body of Isaac, where every item kind of enhances you for, you know, for everything. Okay. You know, and like, whereas versus Enter the Gungeon, you got to switch to the gun you get in order to, in order to use it. So as the levels get harder and harder, you know, this gun can run out of, run out of ammo and you can't use it anymore. Yeah. Versus Body of Isaac, where you've got this item and it's with you until the end of the run. Yeah. So that's, that's another kind of a flaw I think the game has there, is like the, the enhancements are... Not always present because you yeah. could be like, you could be using your starting pistol for a, for a long period of time. It's so, it's for me it's a little too roguey in, in, in that <laughs> too, I, too much rogue, not much enough rogue. like. Yeah, I, I actually stole that from you yeah. <laughs> when yeah. we were talking about Galaxy because it also has that kind of problem. Like you could do, they have episodes in that game mm-hmm. where you have you no, know, is it seasons or episodes? I think it's, they're, they're called them. They call them episodes. Yeah, so you have like episode one through five and. It's like a TV show. Yeah, it's, it's, the aesthetics is fantastic in that game. And if you die in an uh, episode, you start all the way from the beginning. Yeah. And it's you have no sense of progression. You kind of have progression in, in, in their currency. I think they have crash coins or something like that where you can get items that you've lost out in the field. But you have to retrieve it, if I'm not mistaken. That's just not fun. It's like, it's too hard. This game is a bullet hell, so it's going to be really hard. Mm. That's part of the appeal. The, yeah. the dodge it's, function in the game, yeah, I like. As far as bullet hell goes, it's pretty tame, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's yeah. Cer- certainly not like Radiant Silver Gun. No, <laughs> definitely not like Radiant Silver Gun. Although, you know, there's a bullet-eating mechanic. You know, yes, Ikaruga, let's go. Well, you know, you have your, you have your bombs. You don't really eat the bullets, but they erase bullets. Oh, the, um, yeah. the, the blank. Yeah. They, they called it, yeah. I hate the way you activate the blanks. It's so dumb. It's, it's really dumb. Like, there's not enough buttons? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I like this game. But I feel like it could be it could be a little better with some with some touch ups here and there. Mm-hmm. So you four out of ten, <laughs> five out of seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dre, what are you playing this week? Oh, what am I playing? That's a good question. Yeah, it's like the third week in a row. Man, do you even play video games anymore? I don't think I do. Do we do we even have people on this on this podcast to play video games? I do. I, I yeah. Oh. <laughs> what happened? I actually started up another Final Fantasy VII run. Oh, because you hate that game yeah, so much. Why? I don't think I actually don't think you hate that game. That no, much. I actually well I mean, I hate it the same way you hate Twilight Princess. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Yeah. Who made you want to play Seven again? So I, I, I don't really make much of a secret. I, I watch a lot of Twitch. Caleb Hart is one of the people that I spend a lot of time watching. He's a Mega Man speedrunner, mm-hmm. and he's been branching out a lot lately. And he's been including other games like Super Metroid, Mario RPG. And Final Fantasy VII. As in, he's learning these games, or yeah. he oh, he's, okay. he's learning them and speedrunning them. Learning them, or learning how to speedrun them. Both. Okay. So he was playing Final Fantasy VII, and he's you know whenever he doesn't get like terrible RNG and ends his run like four hours early because RPGs are a hard thing to speedrun. I, I can't I, imagine that. It's, I would. <laughs> the only RPG I would probably speedrun is Pass Eve because that game is like four hours. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> But, you know, he was playing it, and I was like, you know what? I have this for Steam. Uh, I've maybe started it up, like, twice. Mm-hmm. I'll play it a little bit. N- not to cut you off, but the Steam version, because Final Fantasy VII is three-disc. The Steam version, what happens when you have to change a disc? It says end of something. Yeah. It, it doesn't, like, mention that it's a disc. It's, like, end of chapter one so do or you, something. do you have to, like... You have to, like, press a button. Like, it shows you the splash screen yeah. where it would say, like, change disc, uh-huh. but then it's, like, end of chapter one. And okay. You press the button right. and you switch over. Because that accounts for the time. Like, what happened if somebody had to look for the disc? Like, oh, shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it, is, it is a part of the speedrun. Well, Steam speedrun and console speedrun are two different okay. yeah. categories. Because the computer version is so much faster. Yeah. <laughs> so much faster. Like, you get to a battle and, like, the battle swirl is, like, done in, like, an instant. And, and it's that, like it's so jarring the first time you're yeah. like, whoa, it's like really fast. And that thing could swirl. Oh yeah. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about this game is that it doesn't like Xbox One controllers. Interesting, because every is, Steam game likes Xbox One controllers. It really hates it. So I, the first time I loaded it up, I used the Xbox 360 wired controller, and it was fine. Xbox 360. Yes. Okay. Which feels foreign after. I using really Xbox hate that one. controller. It's a, it's a bad controller after using an Xbox One controller. So I got an Xbox One controller. I said, all right, I'm going to use this to play it, and it will not go past the initial start screen. So when the game loads up, it displays a splash screen of the controls, Mm. at which point you can just press confirm or press, like, X on the keyboard to make it go away. It doesn't go away. If you have the Xbox One controller and you just be mashing X, you can mash every key on the keyboard. You can mash every button. Nothing happens. It just Mm -hmm. stays there. In order for me to play with the Xbox One controller... I have to set up Joy to Key, Ugh. unplug it, oh, press X, and then plug it back in to get it to work. For, uh, for our PC, for our PC illiterate people out there, Joy to Key is like a program where you have to mess with the any file, right? The INI file. No, no, well, the Joy to Key program is pretty painless now. Oh, okay. All it's right. just a program that maps. Keystrokes to your controller. Buttons. That's actually how I had to get my um, my fight pads work for Street Fighter. Yeah, the obligatory Street Fighter Five reference. <laughs> you can't get through one without it. But it was me out of all people. There are still pe- people playing Street Fighter Five using Joy to Key. Like, can you please just release controller support for this PC? Like, halfway through April, no mention of an April release. This is my this is my weekly Street Fighter <laughs> Street Fighter Five corner. Yeah, I'm done talking about Street Fighter Five. Yeah, game's great. <laughs> you sound so disappointed saying that. Game's great. I'm great. <laughs> I kind of want to touch on seven. Like, how far are you in? Like, I every time really? you play, I every time every time seven, I try to want to just get through it. I'm know, like, I'm playing an old game. I don't want to beat it down. I, Somebody got to drag me into it because I I, I just like, got out of Midgard and I'm I saved in the. In the uh, Sephiroth fire cutscene, mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, all right, I think I got this out of my system for now. <laughs> That's the highlight of that so, game. So, I mean, like, when I turn it back on, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to see that cutscene, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, all right, stand in that fire. Mm-hmm. You turn around. Mm-hmm. And walk into the flames. And, like, kind of not really move. Yeah. Trailer spot. <laughs> uh, I, would, I, I would actually like love to see that in the remake. Well, they had that part in Advent Children. Yeah, but I don't want to see it in Advent Children. You want to see it? Okay. I want to see it in the remake. They, they, that's a that's a monumental scene. They will absolutely have that. I'm hoping the remake. remake makes Final Fantasy VII just a better game. We'll we'll have a discussion about Final Fantasy in a later podcast, but I I think it's a fantastic game. Okay, you, you I also don't think that Final Fantasy VII is a bad game. I don't like it. You don't like anything. It stinks, <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> it stinks. Thanks, Jay. All right. Let's go for some news. All right. What's going on over here? What, 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 what's up with Blizzard? Why, why, is, why is everything blowing up around Blizzard right All right. Now? As far as I can tell, first thing that happened... It was about a week ago or so. Like there was a uh, very popular private vanilla ster- server. I think it was running on the uh, 1.12 patch for World of Warcraft. For World of Warcraft, yeah. Uh, it was called Nostalrius because you know people want their vanilla servers. I don't know why, but they want them. Well, they do, you know. And there was a question there at a Blizzard convention where some guy was like, "Are you ever gonna want? Are you ever gonna bring back vanilla servers?" And they're like, "No." You think you want that, but you don't want that. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like 150,000 active players on this server, and then Blizzard files the lawsuit and has them shut down. Is there any monetary things going on with this? Not as far as I can tell, no. I believe it's it was, a totally free it, thing. It was a labor of love, as far as I know. Mm. But, you know, that's, you know, they don't own any of the property. They don't own any of the rights. I, I, yeah. Blizzard is in the right yes, I, to I, shut I, them down. They're reality, absolutely, I understand that. It's 100% true. But this is, like, something that I think Blizzard is missing the ball on here. They could monetize this for themselves. They could. Using what these people have done or, like, re-release the... People want vanilla vanilla servers. People want to play play the old versions of the game. What's what's the draw to what we're playing on vanilla servers? Well, it's more more social. Mm -hmm. Back in vanilla... A vanilla of World of Warcraft, there was a more communal sense mm-hmm. among the players in the game, and it wasn't like a glorified Facebook game like people say it is now. Mm-hmm. So you would find a guild, you would do everything with the guild. You'd have to, you'd have to like actually ask for things in ch- in chats. Yeah, you would you know send messages to to, to people. There was no auto auto queuing for dungeons. You okay. actually had to look for them. So there was a social aspect of the game that people miss. They don't really like what the game has become, and they want the experience the way they used to be. So that's how they—that's the way they liked it. So they want to go back to that. So you two are lapsed World of Warcraft players. Yes. Yep. Do you prefer the the old servers? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. There are some changes I like. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the certainly the game is a lot more easy to play now. But well, is that that charm? It's less popular than ever right now. Yeah, but it's also a ten-year-old game. Yes. Not a lot of games retain their popularity after 10 years. Well, that's true. There are like 150,000 players on this server. It's not it's like a very crowded server. They still have millions playing and paying. Indeed. 
They still absolutely do. Millions. Like, yes, it, it is at an all-time low, but they still have more than the next closest MMO. Next so, closest couple of MMOs. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think, honestly, the MMO genre is kind of... It reached its peak. Yeah, it's... WoW peaked it. And MOBAs is now the it. Yep. Yeah. That's new. And that's the new thing. Blizzard realized it themselves, and that's why they aggressively are going after Heroes of the Storm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be aggressively going after Overwatch. We're going to see WoW kind of take a like third seat, mm-hmm. maybe even fourth seat, depending on how much they want to they stopped, promote They stopped publishing their subscription numbers. Yeah. So that so yeah that whole sub, that whole server shutdown thing was one thing that happened. Which led into... Well, there was another thing that happened before I get to that one. Okay. There was a... Oh, the Diablo? Yeah, Diablo. They have been banning people on Diablo left and right. Really? Now, this a week, lot of botting yeah. goes on in Diablo. Yeah. There's been a... Wow. There's a, a like, fourth ban wave went out this week. Many people who bot on Diablo. My account's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't bot. So well, what, what is botting for the... For the have, have an AI play the game for you. Mm. You know, have to create an algorithm that, you know, responds to certain things and, you know, plays itself so you don't have to do anything. Just levels levels up for you. There's a... If you want to be competitive... And, and this is the problem with Diablo. If you want to be competitive in Diablo, they kind of, like, push you down that path. They themselves kind of push you down that path because... In order to get to, like, the top tiers of everything, mm-hmm. you need to be ridiculously leveled, have perfect gear... And you can't compete, which which takes time. So yeah, it takes a that, lot of time. You're playing that and almost nonstop at that point, right? There's like I forget who who it was now because that it happened so long ago at the beginning of the season. Now, like almost three months ago, mm-hmm. the season began, and there was a guy on it who was more or less known. Yeah. You know, he's known to be a a heavy player, and he's known to be a botter. And people were like, "Dude, this guy's been." If you look at how much time he's played this season. He's been on the game for about 20 hours per day. Whoa. So what's up here? Like, if, if this is the case, then if he's actually playing, that's a problem. It's a health problem. Yes. For him. That is a huge problem. And that should tell you that you should not be making your games in this way that incentivizes people yes. to play like this. The other solution is he's a botter. At which point then he's like, well, why is he doing this? Because this is the only way he feels he can get well, ahead. What's the aggregate to see if you're a botter or this is somebody that just fucking love this game? You know what? I, I, I'm. I would assume that Blizzard knows it better than us. Yeah. Because they're banning a whole lot of people for doing it, so there has to be some way that they can detect. There have been some streamers who have been banned. Mm. Some of the people and, and this some is permanent people- bans. Yes, they're getting. The, you have to buy the game again. Ooh. Yeah, maybe even get a new account. I th- I would assume it's a new account. Yeah. So yeah, people have been busted botting on their streams. That's crazy. Yeah. And they, and well, that's got to be the easy cases. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. I, um, they, and people, people blow them up. They're like, this person's botting. I installed the shader the other day like to make the game look, look a little more cinematic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hope I don't get banned for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really funny when you look at World of Warcraft and look at Diablo and how much you're allowed to mod World of Warcraft. Yeah. And how they have basically closed that off to Diablo. And there's so many things in Diablo that would be nice to be able to tinker with, yeah, and just be just be able to change. I think it's because they have the leaderboards, yeah. or maybe it's a legacy you know thing what? for for remembering they had the auction house when it first came out, and they probably it's so ingrained in the system. They're like, we don't know how to take this out. Yeah, Diablo three as it is now is like a series of like band aid fixes, yeah, like good fixes, yeah, but it's still building on a game that 
is wildly out, different inher- than what they expected. Inherently flawed. Yes. So I think with a with a better designed core, they would. Yeah. Oh no! We may get this Diablo Four sometime soon. Well, oh, I don't want to say anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like ten years. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was those are the two big Blizzard things that came out that led to the. Well, it's it's purely speculative. But we yeah. know. Well, because you don't just get DDoS for no reason. Yeah, Blizzard got hit with a DDoS attack, and I, as far as I know, no group has uh, claimed responsibility yet. And this is the same attack that hit PlayStation a few years back. Yes, the, so, no, not, the, the not the same exact one, same right. yeah. but it's the same type of attack, yeah. the denial of service attack, mm. which basically only hurts the people who play the game. They yep. don't really hurt Blizzard that much. I think there was um, they were they were posting like uh, they were doxing people for Blizzard employees. Like, See, I, that, that's, that's when it gets too much. Yeah, and actually, that's unconfirmed because every report I heard about that, the these people were classy and like I'm not going to link to these accounts, but these people are getting doxed. I'm like, okay, I, it means I can't verify it, but you know what? That's fine. <laughs> it's like whenever you have a, a school shooting, I get mad whenever they name the person. Like, please don't do that. Mm. You know, that's that's it's it's respectful when they don't do that stuff. So I appreciate the fact that they didn't actually link to any of these these things. But as far as I know, there are well, like un- unconfirmed by me reports that Blizzard employees were getting doxxed. I wish that somebody who who is doing these attacks could listen to. You're not hurting Blizzard. Like, when you do these attacks, you're not hurting Sony, you're not hurting Microsoft. The only people you're hurting are the people like you who are frustrated with the, what's going on. I get the feeling they don't care. Uh, so I don't know. The kind of people don't care. Remember when the Sony thing happened? It happened around Christmas, Christmas am I not yeah. mistaken? That, that can probably hurt Sony in a little in another well, way. how? Everybody who's trying to get on... Already have the system. Already have the system. So the only thing they're hurting is, okay, we're not getting our PlayStation Plus subscriptions for one day? Hmm. Yeah. I Two guess. days? We got it. We got to issue a two day credit to people. It's like this is not. This isn't really hurting them. Well, it kind of, kind of does. I mean, they have to burn some resources to fix it. Yeah. The DDoS attack is just basically just you're stuffing a whole bunch of cabbage inside of a tube until it can't fit anymore. Yeah. Eventually, it stops, and someone's got to clean the cabbage. Well, it just it's a weird analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike physical cabbage, once bandwidth is freed up, it just it just Stop. ends. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't have to really do much, you know. Just be like, look, well, eventually you're gonna stop. You can't do it forever. Yeah, and so. these are large companies, so they yeah. have the resources. So uh, the DDoS, no bueno. As far as I know, like some Blizzard games only went down for like ten minutes. The, mm. the only people who really got messed up by this are hardcore characters in Diablo, yeah. <laughs> where it was just like. If they were logged in during the time and they were getting lag spikes from from everything and they might lose their character, that sucks. R.I.P. in peace, hardcore characters. Ooh. Yeah. Crap. Did it actually happen to people? That's happened to people. Over, I mean, it happens to people just for Blizzard yeah. having the game being online from, all the time. From so. the release of Diablo 3, that's been happening mm. to people. All right. So let's, let's go on. Uh, how about this one from Quantum Break? Do you yeah. want to talk about Quantum Break a little bit? We got a, uh, we got some awesome news. Microsoft touting it as the best-selling IP so of guys, the generation. You guys want to hear the best, the, the good news first, and then the bad news second? I like you the want bad news first and the good news second. How about, you know what? You we'll do, do it this way. Sandwich. Remember the the, the oh, compliment man. sandwich? It didn't really work last time, did it? I think it did. I don't. <laughs> think it did. 
Well, I think we've got. I think we've got the the second part of the bread list. <laughs> it was like an open face compliment sandwich. Well, um, apparently, Microsoft reported that Quantum Break is now the best selling my Xbox One Microsoft IP of this generation. That's, pro- that's pro- awesome. Is it by? Is it by default though? <laughs> well, when when you read that headline, it's like, oh wow, they did really well until it's like of this generation new IP, and then you think back and it's like, okay, that's Rise, that's um, Sunset Overdrive, that's it. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll take it. Anytime a new IP does well, I you think know, and I'm, and that's the way I took it. I yeah. was like, you know, this is a glass half full. I'd rather a new game is successful than like old games are like, yay, this is, this sold well, I guess. Nostalgia sells. No, it does. Absolutely. But we got to push this industry forward. And I like that when new things do well. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, you, you gotta have the new things to be nostalgic about in ten hey, years. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Because you don't want to keep being nostalgic about Zelda One, right? Like, <laughs> you gotta find something to replace. We're it with at a point way. where like there's fours and fives coming out for games. Mm-hmm. It's like you gotta really yeah. sit back and think. Like I, I was thinking about it today. Like if the next Resident Evil that come out, they can't call it Resident Evil Seven. They have to say Resident Evil, some subtitle, Zombies Come Back. (laughs) (laughs) Revenge of the Zombie. Resident Evil, dead stuff. (laughs) But it sounds ridiculous when you get, other than if you're Final Fantasy, of course, because that's kind of a a legacy thing, so I kind of get that. I like the, you know what, I really like the the posters and... uh, you know, human Deus revolution. Ex. Yeah. Oh, um, 20, <laughs> 27. <laughs> so good. I'm like, yeah, that's Square Enix being mad hopeful. <laughs> so. If the, you even make it. <laughs> the um, bad news about this is Quantum Break PC port is terrible. Oh, wow. Nothing works on terrible. the PC. Is that, is that because of the Windows Store or is yes. it just the bad port? Yes. Um. Well, I, it seems like it's a bad port, too. I think, well, the problem with the window, well, it's a bad port, but the problem with the Windows port is people can't fix it now. Yep. People can't go into the system and say, okay, let's tweak this, let's change the INI files, let's it, do stuff. That's there. because of the Windows Store? Yes, because yeah. it, it, it locks you in. Feels like we're getting games for Windows Live 2. You know what's funny? I'd rather games from Windows Live. Because you could change it. Yes. <laughs> you had, so I had like one bad login issue with games from Windows Live, but outside of that, I never had any issues with it. So why would they prevent you from from futzing with these files then? I don't know. I really don't know. Is that like an anti-piracy thing? Maybe. Maybe, maybe it's just to lock in the licensed music. <laughs> <laughs> so this game isn't moddable then? At all? No. Man, I was really hoping you like mod in some like... You can mod the main character to be Dio from Jojo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure. Like, I'm like, I'm what <laughs> I'm thinking it might be is because, you know, um, if you buy the digital version for the Xbox One, you get the free PC copy. There has to be some type of stipulation where they say, hey, you know, if we're going to be giving away these free games, we kind of have to control it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the purpose of that would be, but I don't know, man. So... You can't fuss with it. You can't mess with it. So and I don't no think like... they sell it on Steam. No. Nope. Definitely not. I don't know why they would do this. Nope. That's the joy of PC gaming. I can fuck with my files. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like the time I changed all the, like, the generic views in the crazy taxi. They put the music. There was you mean like last week? It was two weeks ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I put like 
half an hour of work into that. It was yeah. done, and I loved it. And it's fun. And it's it's, just like, it's yeah. nice tinkering around with your file. Like, exactly. It, it's, it's annoying when like you want to play that game and you're trying to hot fix it. Like, there's all sorts of cool mods you can play. Yeah. Like, like, like I'm sure, pretty sure most of the fun in Skyrim is playing with stupid, with stupid, stupid dumb shit. That's all we I have Skyrim the, for. We can replace the dragon with the Macho Man. Yeah. That's all I have Skyrim yeah. installed on my computer for yeah. to see how much inst- how much mods I could install until I break it. You know, like for all the for all the crap I give Bethesda about their games, you know, they're highly moddable. Yeah, and people make them better. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That adds some like certainly replayability to those games. So, but yeah, let, it, it, so it, game companies let people mod your shit, and it's kind of it, it sucks a little bit because this is a very good game. Like, really good game. And for it to be hampered because of this news is, like, uh, it kind of yeah. takes away from it being as great. Yeah. So we have we have uh, Dark Souls with the with the poor PC port. Mm-hmm. We got Quantum Break with the poor PC port. And now I'm seeing Final Fantasy XV PC version will be far superior to the console. And I sit there and I'm like, almost everything that Square, actual Japan Square, puts out on PC... Is garbage. Hey, the you know, <laughs> your Xbox controller wasn't working. Um, <laughs> remember that. <laughs> remember, remember thirteen, the P- PC port of thirteen. I was, it was such a dumpster fire oh when it came out. Mine still isn't that great. It's like seven twenty p. Escape just totally kills the program. It's just <laughs> it's like who makes it that Escape kills programs anymore. Man. I mean, what was the last like, program that you opened up on your computer that Escape <laughs> killed the program? I don't remember. There's got to be something. Yeah, like in 1997. I don't know. I, I think I, I don't think Escape. I don't think Escape closes the window when I run CMD. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, like, oh, Escape opens up the menu. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. Do you guys have faith that the Final Fantasy 15? PC version will actually be far superior. I don't have a faith in Final Fantasy 15 in general. I believe in Tabata-san. <laughs> I so I, I mean anything he says to me, I'm like, yep. Maybe so. This is what I'm hoping. Maybe they'll just be smart and give it to Square Europe or IDOS. And those guys, they won't do that. They won't do it because you know what? I I, I don't want to speak about the Japanese culture, but I think they're very too prideful. Yes, to do that, they want to. They want to. Yeah, they they want to make this dumpster fire their own. <laughs> hey, you know what? A dumpster fire can still be warm. Okay. <laughs> That's a way to look at it. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Well, you see, fire is warm, mm-hmm. and then the dumpster fire is fire. I don't know what that means contextually, Dre. <laughs> okay. Theo, <laughs> you got anything you want to you wanna touch on? Uh, well, Drive Cub developer Evolution Studios is now they part got, of Codemasters. They got bought. Yeah. Well, no, the, the, the staff got bought. Yes. Not, not, the, uh, so, not the studio. Yeah, staff. well, the, the staff, well, Drive Club, um, the developer Evolution Studios got shuttered uh, past, like, about two months ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was, I don't remember the time. And they got picked up by Codemasters that does Dirt Rally. Which Codemasters does a lot of ra- racing games, right? I think they only do racing games. Like, um, Colin McGrath. Colin McGrath? Colin McGrath? I think that's the name. Some um, Dirt Rally. They, they usually do, like, rally games. Right. Yeah, but I am I was happy to hear that news. That's right, it's good news. Well, you know what? So many, uh, so many developers get, you know, are threatened to being laid off. So, like, whenever they're given new work, good for them. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Both of those sides of the spectrum make very 
good racing game. I'm not the hugest racing fan, but I still enjoy it from time to time. Right. Drive Club is a really good game. Like, outside of it being broken on launch, it was fan, well, uh, game, fantastic. You know what game is Every game is broken these days, yeah. you know? Except Nintendo games. They so, they, drop the mic! <laughs> you know what? They'll stay broken. <laughs> Nintendo games are generally not broken. That's the one good thing Nintendo does right. Hey. Until you have anything to do with online. That's fine. That's then fine. It's, it's single player games. Then it's totally broken. <laughs> this is broken in different ways. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you didn't talk about Mitomo. So let's, <laughs> we no, Mitomo? we're not going to talk no. about that. Joe, you have anything you want to throw in? No, I, I, I've said everything I wanted to talk about. All right, so let's just take this and move it on to uh, the main event. Topic of the day. Main event. Two out of the three of us here have Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we, we do know that there's some trouble actually getting to play the game. Yes. How do you feel on, on on what you've played so far? You feel like the that the game is living up to the Dark Souls difficulty stuff? Uh yes. It seems easier to me. Um yeah, it's easier. Did you fight the guy with the nin- the samurai sword yet? Yep. He fucks me up all the time. I beat him. Yeah. You know, I found I found a way to I found a way to do it. You kicked him off the ledge? No, you no, you didn't kick him off the ledge. You just you just your your base attacks at the start of the game are fast enough to interrupt all of his. So you seem you like you time your slashes right. You can just basically just go to town. He he wasn't attacking me at one point, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, okay, I'm gonna find an opening. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna attack him. He parried the fuck out of me, <laughs> he killed me, and I was like, I was I was, I was I was determined to get that. Yeah, because I started the game as a sorcerer, and I'm like. No, I'm not gonna do. You this. You love your mages in in these games, but I don't. Man. I do not like mages in Dark Souls games. They're, and what's well, funny enough, they didn't have MP until this game, right? Yeah. What's that, funny, even still, I don't like it. Um, the magic is actually weaker in this game compared mm-hmm. to all the other. Well, you games. don't have you don't have you don't have like spell count. You yeah. have like actual MP. Mm-hmm. So I saw this guy with this katana. I'm like, I'm gonna use that. <laughs> yeah. So I created a new character. Mm-hmm. With, like, you know, samurai hair, <laughs> Japanese face. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to take that katana, and I'm going to go through the game two-handed with this weapon. Yeah. And I've been having good success with it so far, and I'm having a good time. Um, it, it's it's not hard. It's Dark Souls. Yeah. I, I kind of know what to expect. I, mean, I beat everyone except Bloodborne, but that's not really a Dark Souls it's, game. It's, you know, it's it's Dark Souls, so it's going to have a certain challenge to it. Yeah. Right. Mm. You know, I think it's so far it's easier than Dark Souls 1. I... To me, it is okay. I mean, to me, you know what? Everybody have a different barometer. The thing about Dark, the thing about Dark Souls One is you can wander into an area where everything is way more powerful than you. So much fun! It is. That's what's fun about that game, and that that hasn't happened to me in Dark Souls Three. I have not come across an enemy that is grossly overpowering. He's like, I should be here. How far do you feel like you've gotten? I I don't know. I really don't. It's like it seems like a hallway. Because you're further than me. I only got to the filing shrine. I have not had any trouble with the bosses. And about, you've beaten how many bosses? About three or four. Okay. Yeah. So, like, they're very... They seem very easy bosses. That first boss um, beat me. Not the one you're talking about. The Frost boss when you text me. Yeah, that one? Yeah. No, not him. The the second one. The yeah. one that transforms into a, some kind of monstrosity that looked amazing. With a tree? He was a, it was a nice... Was a, to take the sword out oh, of Oh, the first? Yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah first. okay. That was... That was fun. Yeah. It was a good fight. It was very intimidating. Yeah, you, I was like, it, oh, it, shit. It's a giant, um, like, amalgamation of... Things on it. Like, like I have no idea where the attacks are coming from. Just, yeah, yeah, but it, I don't think it's difficult. You, you know what? I don't think the dark the soul games are difficult. Compared they have on their own merits, or compared to other games. Compared to other games, they are. Of difficult. course, they're not. They're not very difficult compared to 
you know, other difficult games. Yeah. But, like, compared to this generation, I think Dark Souls is a very, very respectable challenge. And it's why I enjoy the Souls series so much, because it brought me back, as I said on our um, our March Madness podcast, it brought me back into gaming in a way that I I didn't think I would be back into it, because games, the start of last generation was just press X to win. Walk forward, watch a cutscene. There's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of hand holding going yes. on. Yes, like the Dark Souls series does not. No. In fact, I think it goes too far in the other direction. Really? Though they don't explain anything. I like that about it. I do. And, I do. Only, and you know what? That's right. the only thing you'll get out of like a Japanese game. I don't mind. I don't mind the fact that they leave stuff for you to figure out on your own. Mm-hmm. But they don't even give you any clues. Like I get this. I get this covenant item. I don't know. What, I don't know what it does. I kind of know what it's mm-hmm. for. I don't know where to use it. I don't know how to use it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So please give me some clue on how to use it. That's all. I, that's all I want. Like, yeah. Give me. Give me some. Con, give me some contextual bread. Like breadcrumb trail to follow. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. You know, like the sense of discovery is is great. Mm-hmm. But I would like to know just how or why this could be useful. I think it kind of works in its favor with this time period we're in with the whole community aspect the internet is working together and trying to figure I, out I don't I don't want to have to do that I don't like might, using that you might end up seeing stuff that you don't want to see exactly, that, 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 that too that too that because I am a little upset about how they released this game because in Japan this game was out a long time ago like yeah. I wanted this to be a worldwide release so everybody everybody's on like, the same page whoa what yeah, I agree with, I agree with you there yeah I agree with you there yeah, I, didn't play, I didn't play Dark Souls 2, so I don't know how to compare the two. I actually beat it a, a, a week prior to this coming out. Okay. Yeah. So, and I believe you said that it wasn't it wasn't up to your standards. So what's funny about that game is that game is hard for the wrong reasons. They put too much enemies to block your path. It's like, hey, that is like a wink and a nudge. It's like, hey, that was hard, right? It's like, no, that was obnoxious. Like, you, you, you put... I'm in a poison bog. I have five dudes to contend with it. One of them is hard on their own. So I have five dudes to fight inside Poison while my life is going down. That's not fun or challenging. So it's unfair. It's, that's unfair. I feel like almost... It's almost the difficulty's artificial. Yes. Kind of like, you know, our, like old, old arcade games. Yes, coin eaters. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some coin eaters for a minute. <laughs> you ever play any Neo Geo games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Metal Slug. Metal Slug, but Magic Sword. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, that, was that Neo? No, it was Capcom. Magic Sword was Capcom. Was Magic Sword Capcom? Uh, yeah. I, th- I could have sworn that was on a Neo Geo uh, for, for, um... Yeah, yeah I remember that Magic Sword got bundled with Final Fight, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the X-Men arcade game, yeah. the Turtles arcade game. The tur- Turtles in the arcade is a lot different than what... In Turtles in Time. Turtles in... A lot different the, than... Well, a, well, Turtles in Time is an entirely different game on the Sith console. It's, not even yeah. remotely the same. It's... Mm, like they have... They have it's, that, it's similar. No, it's not, they have that game in that local barcade. Yes, yeah, so me, me, Chris, and my yeah. girlfriend actually beat that game. It's it's much harder to play in the arcade. Like, I can't... I, I can't throw on command. Because you can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, that those games... The, like the original Turtles games, the X Men games, those were just literal little literal coin eaters. Yeah. And then like they released the X Men game on the PS3 and uh, I guess Xbox reset was it? Yes, 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 also? Yeah, yeah. And I was like really excited to get it, but it, it really sucked. And it didn't suck because the game was bad. Mm-hmm. It just sucked because there was no tension in the game. That's that's kinda like old school video game challenges in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. You know, where you had like where as a child, whenever I would play difficult video games, 
it was because I felt I had to do better than the last time I played this game. Every time I went, every time I went back to Battletoads, which I beat, <laughs> every time I went back to that, I knew what to expect and I knew what was difficult. I had remembered what was what I had to do in order to get past it. Mm. You know, so it was like kind of like a trial by trial and error kind of thing. Yeah. That that was kind of fun to me because I had this obstacle to overcome and I wanted to do it because I thought the game was fun. Mm-hmm. So when I finally got there, it was an amazing experience and I look back on it very fondly. Mm. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden is one of my is one of my favorite games ever. I've never been a single Ninja Gaiden. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten to the end bosses, but I never actually I never actually finished. Right back to the beginning of the stage when you lose to the final and, bosses in Ninja And the Gaiden. funny thing about that is, you have infinite continues in that game. Mm. You can just keep going back and keep trying. And you, you, can only, you only stop when you feel like giving up. Mm. And the game makes you tap out, though. Yeah. It made me tap out. <laughs> it certainly does. It certainly does. But you know what? It's still fun, and I can still play it. Yeah. You know why? Because it's still a challenge. It's still difficult, and I still have fun trying to overcome the obstacles in this game. So what's what's the right approach to difficulty to you in games? Oh, that's a good question. I think uh, I think putting artificial difficulty in games is kind of like is kind of cheap. Like for instance, you know, take another game, Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. Everybody everybody knows about Silver Surfer. It's notorious for being unfair. You know, the side scrolling, auto scroll, top slash top down, or you alternate between the two, and Enemies are tough as nails. You don't know when they're going to die, and you die in one hit. That's a, that's a game that's notorious for being terrible. Yeah, music is amazing, <laughs> but if you get to hear it, <laughs> you do get to hear it. It's like right off the bat, it's great. You get hit, and you're done, and you start over from like the beginning of the stage or a checkpoint. And yeah. You lose all your power up. So what's the what's the point? Point. Yeah, you know, and it just gets harder when you die. It's very demoralizing, mm. and it doesn't make you want to play it. Whereas. Like I, I go back, going back to Ninja Gaiden, pretty much the en- enemies die one, two, maybe three hits for some of the harder enemies later on the, in the stage. So like everything is on you. Yeah, the perform like your performance really can affect the game. So if you're good at Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. you know you can actually progress. Like granted, if you're good at Silver Surfer, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get through it. But it's a lot harder to be good at, and it's a lot more fun to play through Ninja Gaiden too because you know there's a margin for error. Yeah. So I guess that's that's. That's 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 my answer to your question. Yeah. A respectably fair margin of error that deter- so, determines what what makes a good challenge from a from a from a bad challenge. So for me, difficulty is a, a, a odd thing because I, I think I'm sitting right in the middle of you two guys. Yeah, I don't like anything hard anymore. <laughs> I, I have no qualms <laughs> with putting a game on easy mode, none whatsoever. Would, if I'm not having fun with the gameplay, I will put it on easy mode. If I'm not having fun with the gameplay, I'll find a different game. Well, the thing is, I like story in games. I'm right. starting to like kind of drift away from that because I'm realizing there's no good story in games. <laughs> but that's another that's another topic. But if I if I just want to see the story or see the cool set pieces, easy, and I'll just watch the cutscenes and it's an interactive movie. Then just watch a YouTube video. That well, I, I still like to you know have control of what I'm doing. Well, I d- I do too. Yeah. And that's that's where the that's where I differ from you cuz mm. I like I like things that are difficult. I'd like to prolong oh. I like to prolong the experience. So, to go on that point, mm-hmm. if a gameplay is fun like any platinum game that comes out, I immediately put it on the hardest mode <laughs> because I'm going to I'm going to they're going to fuck me up, but I'm going to have fun learning 
how to play this game. Yeah. Because those moments are so few and far between that it's like, I don't know when the next time I'm going to get an action game like this. I know. Let me, let me, let me, Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance. Mm-hmm. That last boss, I, I probably died over 200 times at that last boss. But I remember distinctively how that whole fight went. It was I, difficult and I learned how to beat him. You know what? It is like, it, games make good experiences, but challenging games make better memories. Yes. I still respect the original version of Devil May Cry 3 mm-hmm. far more than I do the special edition. I love the special edition. Like, it, special edition is great, but I did not know I was playing that game on hard mode the first time I played Devil May Cry 3. That and released to America as normal was hard, yeah. Japanese hard, right? Yep, yep. Okay. yep. So they, uh, that that was one of those, which is weird, times, right? We we were so maligned for so long. Yeah. Like I Mega Man Two with like easy mode and all this and other then, stuff. And then when you find that out, you you kind of die on the inside. It's like, but here's the thing: Mega Man Two didn't tell you it was easy mode. There was normal and difficult. Yeah, Mega Man Mega Man Two is far easier than the first Mega Man. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The first Mega Man I feel is unplayable. Yeah, it's it certainly it certainly has a lot of excruciating points. Aside. So, a Mega Man is a type of difficulty I don't enjoy, and I don't know why. But you enjoy Dark Souls, which is weird, and it's the same type of difficulty. Kind of the trial and error, you know. Like, let me run through this stage and do this thing. But there's something like I enjoy Mega Man. Don't get me wrong, but like going back and playing the, the old games, like. I was, there was a point where I could beat Mega Man 2 with my eye, eyes closed. <laughs> I like to use Metal Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> like, no problem. Your eye, eyes closed and you can, like, cut, cut you. You play Helen Keller mode. So <laughs> Metal Cutter. But, like, I go back to it now and I'm like, this... I, something about it just isn't fun. Like, Mega Man X. That's an easy game by Mega Man standards. But it's... I find Mega Man X to be better than any of the old Mega Man games. Yes, because it's... it's it. The pacing in its challenge, I think, is is better. Yep. Than, than what the old school Mega Man game. You feel were. more mobile in that game. So that it, also it, it goes, yeah, it gives you that margin forever. It, yeah, it goes back to what I said about Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden has ways of allowing you to do things in a certain in a certain free range of motion. Mega Man X gives you that as well. It's certainly more than Mega Man Classic will give you. Yeah, you know where they in three they added the slide, mm-hmm. in four they added the charge shot. Yeah. So by the time they get around to five, <laughs> things are a little figured out. Yeah. You'll figure five is one of the better ones. Yep. Difficulty for me, like I said, is weird in games. Like, how do you approach Dre? I put everything on easy. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Were you always that way? No. I was not always that way. What's the last game you played on hard? Like a difficult game? Uh, Devil May Cry 3 was probably the last game that I cared <laughs> enough to play on the hardest difficulty level. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've I've reached the point where it feels like when I play on hard difficulties that I'm only trying to like impress myself. I don't feel like I need to do that so anymore. So I'm at um, I I absolutely agree with that. As I said, I used to play all those hard games, beat it no problem. I earned my stripes already. Right. I'm just I'm I'm an old man. I just want to enjoy my time with. <laughs> We're games. not an old man. Uh, I I gaming time. <laughs> I no longer feel that I have the time. To bash my face against the mm-hmm. wall in one battle for like three hours. Also, there's so much more games coming out. There's so much more things like vying for our attention that like, no, nah, I don't want to deal right. with this. Here's another place I defer from you guys. There, mm. I don't. I, it's well, it's pretty well known that I don't like a lot of stuff. Okay, so yeah. so what you get, you need to make it last yes. when you like it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, there's something around the corner. I'm willing to play a lot of different games. Yes. Uh, I, I don't care if if you can't if you make it impossible for me to progress, 
you're done. I'm just going to put you down. Yeah. I don't. I don't even care anymore. Uh, I w- I would like to see the story, you know. But if if I have to go through stupid QTEs after a hard boss, thank you, Bayonetta. I just stop playing the game. Well, the QTEs QTEs aren't really a t- a challenging. It's more of like a annoyance. Know, yeah. Right. But you see, it's an annoyance, but it creates it creates fake bad challenge yes. because. I have to now replay that entire boss. It gives me instant game over screen. It's ridiculous. There's I no have to replay that. the entire boss. That was yes. the, that's the that, worst part. That's of the only bad thing about. Bayonetta. I literally. It's really, it's really hard. It's, it really hurts. After like the third time it happened, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing the series. Fuck platinum. And that's basically it. Yeah. Straight up. And it wasn't until Metal Gear Rising where I was like. <sighs> Alright, I like Metal Gear. <laughs> I get this game. I like and I, I didn't really enjoy the game at all, but I, I did I did tough through it and I did play it. Mm. I did not enjoy the game. I was just like, Raiden is my favorite character in Metal Gear, so I'm gonna play the game. Did not like it. I didn't have fun with it. You know, the, you the things on, that you played on normal initially, right? Uh, were you able to play it on easy? I don't remember what the difficulty settings were, yeah. but whatever the easiest one was, I played it because I knew I was. I already knew going into it that I was that. I feel like I've suffered from old man reflexes a lot sooner than most people have. Yeah. You know, uh, I used to play a lot of Street Fighter growing up. I used to be pretty good at it, but like, I don't want to sound like it's apoplectic or anything. <laughs> After hitting thirty, I did not feel like I could do anything <laughs> correctly in Street Fighter. Yeah, and. You, like, could, you could see I what you felt need like, to do, right. but you can't react can't, fast enough. I can't react fast enough. My coordination isn't the same that it used to be. Mm. You, you know, I, oh, I'm not trying to be like, I can't, I can't hack it, so I'm making excuses. Like, no, like I really don't feel like I have the the physical skill in the games the way I used to. There's actually a study, not kind of branching off of that. There's actually a study, I think, in Korea, dealing with the people that play StarCraft. After a certain age, like 25, or something like that. You're an old man. You, you shouldn't be playing that game anymore. You, there, there are definitely peaks. Everything that's competitive has peaks. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, the time, you have the time to put into it, yeah. to learn it, and you have all of the 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 young twitch reflexes, those don't last forever. You yeah. know, like, by the time you're, let's say, in baseball, by the time you're 29, you're in decline. Yeah. You're 29. Yeah. Like this is this that's, isn't, that's, that's fairly that's, young. That's young, yeah. right? You look at football. You're in decline when you're 26. Like most people don't even make it to 26 in football. Yeah. So like video games is its own thing. Which like sometimes I think about it. I, I think the fighting game ship has sailed for me a lot of times because I never quite had those reflexes, and it's not getting better with my age. There are people who are older than you who are learning to play the game very well. For the first time? Yes. Yeah? Absolutely. It's not, it's not like it's impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I feel like... And another problem is I enjoy a lot of games. I enjoy so many different genres. Right. So for me to get frustrated with this one game, I'm like, I, I don't want to... Yeah, you have to you have to pick it up and dedicate time to it. Yeah. And that, that's one reason why I don't play Dark Souls. Mm. Despite the fact that I, I did put a lot of time into Demon Souls, mm-hmm. I did enjoy that game even though it was it was hard, but it wasn't hard in a way that I felt like... You know this game isn't isn't fair. It was I, it was Mega Man hard. It was all right, fine, you got me. I didn't know you were there and you killed me. Mm. All right, I'll I'll learn to walk up my shield up yes. until I understand <laughs> the game. Uh, I mean, look, I I played hard games. It's not, not like I didn't. I grew up playing the same games Joe played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. The games games are hard back then. They, they, there was no yeah. way that you couldn't walk into a hard game. Like the, I, <laughs> the original Ninja Turtles is a is 
Uh, you could write a book on how to not design a game and write it from the original Ninja Turtles. By itself. You could write it based on stage two alone. Stage two alone. The seaweed stage. And uh, when I was playing, when I was young, I didn't find that stage hard. Mm. Because I spent enough time to learn it to the point where it was like, yeah, this stage is easy. That's what you did back then, yeah. you know? You know, the... I, I put in a lot of time, I'm like I'm, like I said in my interview, like I played Gradius Five, played Ikaruga, like these are like you know the bullet hell genre games. Yeah. If you have the training to play these games, they're impossible. They're literal impossible. You look at you look at what's going on in Ikaruga, and it's like your eyes melt yeah. if you don't know what to look I for. I can't I can't get past like stage three now. Like you you look at it's like the patterns they throw at you, mm-hmm. and it's like hypnotizing. These games are not meant to be easy. Yeah. But I played them. But like if you if I were to take up Ikaruga now, Ikaruga is like my favorite shooting game. Mm-hmm. If I were to take that game up now, I would probably put it down and never play it. Oh, if you would, for the first time for the first time, okay, I would probably just put it down and never play it. That's based off of your current philosophy on games. Yes. Oh. When when I was playing Ikaruga, I felt like I had the time to learn each yeah. stage. Put in put in like you know like there weren't so many three weeks out. playing one stage to. To, to perfect it. Yeah. All right, so, so just be straight with me here. Do you think it's fair to say that you don't enjoy a challenge in games anymore? If a game is challenging, I don't mind. I don't mind a game being challenging. I just don't want the game to... Stonewall you? Yes. I don't want my progress to be stopped. Okay. Mm-hmm. Taking a game over isn't the end of the world. Yeah. You know, taking a game over and having to bash my head against... A boss, like fighting the last boss in Metal Gear Revengeance, mm-hmm. like, that was not enjoyable for me on whatever the easiest difficulty was. I can't imagine doing that on hard. It's ridiculous. I would basically <laughs> just be like, I'm going to kick the disc out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but now if the boss wasn't as hard, you know, if I felt like I, I was making good progress, like every time I got up to a boss in that game, I had to basically stop playing and be like, all right, I'll come back yeah. when I'm feeling fresh for it. I want to be able to play the game. If it's a difficult journey, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting stopped all the time, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. You know, I just don't want my time to be wasted. That's And I think that's the most important thing, as long as your time isn't wasted. Because you need to feel like the challenge is worth it. Yes, and I'm, for me, if I can learn from a loss, I'm totally fine with it. I Okay, I it's know kinda, what I did there. That's kind of how I made it through I Want to Be the Guy. Because mm-hmm. every time I died, I, like, I kind of learned from it. It's like, okay. You know, I, like, I, like, I, that game is perfectly fair. It's a dick. <laughs> it, it's, it's fair. fair. Yeah. It's, Outside of the fact that sometimes it crashes and... It's part of the charm of that game. <laughs> it's also part of one of the deaths that it... Hey, uses. don't spoil it for people. <laughs> um, if I, I I'm be, sorry. I'm going to spoil a 10-year-old game. Yeah. It's a 10-year-old. It's 10 years old already? Sheesh. I want to be the guy. It's pretty old. It's wow. Like, I was talking about that thing in college with some of my friends. It was like, oh, wow. That was, oh, like, that was like, like how many different versions of Boshi and there's like a subgenre that everything is. I don't know. For my, for my money, you just can't top the charm of that game. Mm. There's so many. There's so many good jokes... That it, it, that's literally what pushes you through the game. It's very, it's a it's a love note to yeah. that kind of to that kind of old style ridiculous challenge. But, you but see, at the same time, it's fair. So what I what I think I want to be the guy did well was even though it was it had brutal difficulty, that it always had a carrot. You want to see what that next stupid moment is. Yeah, that I found to be very rewarding. I personally never beat the game. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching people try to beat that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you you get up to this part and you you jump over this this like 
suction area, mm-hmm. and then Ryu comes out of the, the floor, <laughs> hits you with the hurricane kick, and you're like, your mind is blown for a second, like, what did I just see? And, like, that game is filled with moments like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like... That's when, part of it, though. Right, and it's unfair sometimes. Yeah. But it makes it. it but it makes it's you wanna, fun. It yeah. makes you want to see the next, and that's another. That's another good thing about uh, a challenging game. A good challenging game makes you want to see the next part. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, me and you were spoke, speaking earlier a little bit about Hyperlight Drifter, and right. you say you find that game very, like I find the game to be on the difficult side of the spectrum, and like. So I, I, I browse NeoGAF sometimes, and I'm looking through the official thread, and a lot of people like complain about the difficulty, and I was a little taken aback by it because I was like, I don't. I don't find the game hard. It's it's if you're not paying attention, you will die in that game. There's there's some shitty things like especially the, the geometry in that game. You don't really know what's the ledge or what's yeah. you know what you have some to of dash. is really obscure. Yeah, and I have to teach myself I can't dash through projectiles. That was a that was a long yeah. <laughs> so after playing Enter the Gungeon, I'm not sure I can go back. <laughs> but um, but I'm playing that game and I see so many um people like. Ragging on his difficulty to the point where there was a rock paper shotgun article yep. the other day with the with the author, but the writer said like I can't play this game. It's too hard. Oh God! Just you know, take your kittens and be handheld. But he's. Else. But why is he wrong though? If the game is too hard for him, how do we approach assess- accessibility? Like, now? People want to experience the game, but if they if they physically are not able to play the game, that's that's not good. Well, here's the thing. What about people who enjoy that kind of thing? But nobody's there, saying you there, can't enjoy it. Are there so few of us left that that like difficulty in games is bad enough that people are writing articles about it saying it's too hard? So interesting, you asked that. Back to NeoGaf, the guy that made I totally forgot his name. Sorry, I forgot his name. But um, the guy that made Ori and the Blind Forest, that game is hard. It ain't. Well, people <laughs> people like to laud it as being like really hard game and all that jazz. He wrote a he wrote like a postmortem or like a, a topic on. On Neogaf saying, stating, how do you approach difficulty in games? Because doing the easy, normal, hard thing doesn't really work a lot of the times. Because the only game I know that that's done it right was Halo. I think Halo approaches difficulty levels pretty good because the game is totally different on different difficulty levels, as opposed to if you do it on, in another game. There's some like you take more damage, it, you do less. That's that's like that. not that's that's, that's not, not good. No, yeah. that's not good. It, so, it could be good. It depends on the game. But he, he made the point where you make that game with one difficulty in mind. Now, when you go back and, like, you know, rearrange it, you got to do all these things. You're just going, all right, I'm going to turn the health up. I'm going to turn your health down. That, that's You're not going to really fine-tune and make the game all over again. So, like, what do you do then? I'm not really sure what you're asking. Oh, no, no, but, like... All right, I think I can answer it. The, the idea that a game should be made so that it can be completed. Yes. Right, you put in the people who make the games put in a lot of work to make the game, mm-hmm. to to sell it to somebody and then have them put it down. Yeah, is not good. It's not a good thing. So, the game needs to be accessible, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it can't be challenging or it can't have option to be challenging. Yeah, when we say okay, we're just going to change the health, make it so that you do weaker attacks, you take more damage, the enemies have more health, etc. Not good balance. But when you say, hey. Halo said, we're going to change the enemy layout mm-hmm. here. You play on easy and you have like two of, I don't know any of the brutes. Sure. Mm-hmm. You have two brutes. And then you play on normal and then you have like maybe one that flies. Yeah. 
you know, you're not making them do more damage. Yeah. You're just changing maybe the level of expectation. A lot of people like to call Halo, like, in terms of, like, it's combat, a combat puzzle. So, like, the harder the difficulty is, the, the different the puzzle is, and it's up to you to saw, to to now solve that puzzle. Right. It's like, how, how okay, how will I tackle this um, skirmish? Like, how will I beat these guys? I know I can do it. Like, I've done it before. It's just I'm being presented with these challenges a little earlier. I think that the best way to go about it is easy, normal, hard. Easy. They just basically come at you. Mm. Normal and hard. They have AI. They do certain things. Well, that'll take extra development time for yep. certain games. Yeah, but you know what? Sure, it does take extra development time. But you need to make sure that the people who are playing your game are able to beat it. So, some of our favorite games doesn't have difficulty levels. You start you start up Super Metroid, and that game teaches you as you go along. Mm-hmm. Super Metroid isn't a hard game, but it's not easy also. Right. So, like, but you learned as you went throughout that game. Right. Which is great. It's great design. Certain things are challenging until you figure it out on your own. Yes. Like, Dragon. Like that, that's a hard fight until mm-hmm. you figure out you can stick your grappling hook in the and electric I, wall. I think that's how game design should be. I don't, I don't, I think I agree with this Ori um, creator. I don't like the idea of difficulty levels. Like, even though, like, if I play a platinum game, put it right on the hardest mm-hmm. mode because I want to experience that. I want to learn that game. I want to, like, have it last as long as possible. It's one of those, it's another thing where the difficulty settings is like, do you kind of want to hammer out your flaws when you're getting beat up more? It makes you it makes you react to certain things in a in a better way. Yeah, you know, so that you have to be better at the game in order to advance. And I think I find a great amount of enjoyment out of that because I enjoy being very good at games. Yeah, I enjoy doing things well. It's like a personal challenge to myself. I'm not, you know, maybe I'm trying to show off to people a little bit. I don't, I don't think that's the know? case. Like some people, that's some people. Yeah. I, I don't care about high scores or those yeah. type of things. I find I find when I just like button mash my way through games, it's like I'm pretty much pretty sure anybody would agree that's not fun. Like, Sometimes I just I hate it's a, I, it's a power fantasy. Sometimes I, I just want to do like crazy shit in I the game. Hate hate beating things by accident. I hate it. See, this this is probably why I like RPGs more than I like action games. This is, this is probably the exact reason. Mm-hmm. Because when an RPG is hard, I don't feel like I'm getting brick-walled. I feel like, okay, there's something I'm missing. I'm going to go and figure it out. Well, the most recent example of an RPG that really kind of fucked me up was um, Xenoblade Chronicles X. There's a fight kind of late in that game where you're fighting... You remember the fight? Is you're fighting like two cat people, and yes. you're, that was a really hard fight for me to the point where the game said, "Hey, do you want to put this on easy mode?" <laughs> and I was like, "Absolutely," because I I was stuck at a location where like don't, my only option was to level grind. I wasn't doing that, and I wanted to see the next point in that story. Right. So I'm like, "Yeah, put it on easy." Like I, I'll, I'll. I think that. they I think they handled it pretty well. Their their thing where they were like. Oh, you're dying on this guy a lot. Do you, you know want to lower the enemy's yes. level? I find that insulting. I find that insulting. I took that... What's another, like, game that what's another game that did that recently? There was another game that... There's a, a few games that, that do yeah. that. Like, what, do you want to play on easy? I'm like, no. <laughs> but No, I don't want to play easy. The, the <laughs> reason why I didn't like... The reason why that fight was hard for me is because the targeting in that game sucks. Yeah, it's not that It's good. terrible. So it's like, I want to attack this person, but now I'm attacking that person. It's like, well, that person killed me. Shit, I got to start this fight over. Because I was, like, at, at the level. So I have to do everything pretty much perfect to win. Mm-hmm. And I just kept losing. I was like, no, this is frustrating. Just put on easy. 
It's funny. I beat that on my first try. I know. That's, <laughs> well, I texted you. I was like, yo, um, what's up with this fight? He's like, yeah, I beat on my first try. I was like, fuck. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that happens, man. So like, I guess I hate beating things on accident. Mm. Well, it wasn't an, old- an accident when I beat it. <laughs> you tried? I'm an, I'm an old school gamer. I like I like my games. I like my games very difficult. Mm. I love playing. I'll, I can still play through Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Because you got to go through the game twice. Yeah. No. no. I, that game's not fun to me. Really? No. I don't find it very fun. I found the variety in that game to be enough to keep me coming back. I just hate that jump arc. I, you know what you... The, ju- <laughs> the jump arc is... I find a lot of fun. <laughs> you, you either nail it... Yeah. Or you just see yourself failing. Uh, you just jump... Okay, jump, double jump... Ah... Uh, Yep. <laughs> Look, there's there's always going to be a market for it, right? Mm-hmm. People want people want difficult games. I hope so. Because remember, we, we were going through that era where nothing was hard. Nothing. And then and then Demon Souls came out, and then basically became like an overnight sensation. Uh-huh. That was like that was kind of like a like a gaming quagmire for me, where not the era where nothing was hard. Yeah. I just, I, like, can't, I, I can't remember like from what was it from like two thousand seven six nine or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, six to two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much all World of Warcraft all the time. Really, nothing else. Just nothing else appealed to me. Speaking of World of Warcraft, I think World of Warcraft did a very good job with their difficulty levels with yeah, the heroic dungeons and stuff. That's pretty. Yeah, they kind of did. Yeah, I thought they did that excellent. You have to you go through the dungeon on the normal difficulty, mm-hmm. and if you want to opt into the harder difficulty with better rewards, you can do that. The bosses have new attacks, new AI. They do different things. See, that's cool. Yeah, you couldn't just like face roll your way through it. That's cool. I it, like was, it was it was like was that during Wrath, right? Yes. Yeah, or Burning Crusade introduced heroics, I think. I feel like it was. It's Wrath. been so long. But it's either, well, it was either Burning Wrath Crusade and Wrath was to me the pinnacle that's, of Warcraft. That's so that's basically absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We'll just throw it into that era. <laughs> yeah. We'll credit that era with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. those were those were fun because you had to like go in there prepared, knowing what you had to do. You need to be good at the mechanics of your quest. I like this stuff. I like I like being I like knowing what I can do mm-hmm. and knowing when to do it. So you you just talked about pre- um, preparedness in a mm-hmm. game. When The Witcher Three came out, every article was saying play that game on the second to hardest difficulty level because it'll be way too easy. All this jazz. So yes. I'm like, yeah, second to hard difficulty level, having fun, having fun, having fun. And then it wasn't until I kind of got fed up with the game a little bit with the whole trying to find Siri thing. Oh, you just missed her. Where I just, a little like yeah, you know, it went on a little try. too a little, a little too, too much more, filler, a little too much. So I got to the point where I just died. I think one too much times on this boss, and I was like, nope, I'm putting this right on the easy mode and just beat the game that way. Yeah. I I feel like playing Witcher on easy was the best decision I made I, for that I, game. I kind of wish I did that from the start because, like I said before, I enjoy combat and game, like gameplay mechanics and games. And it, if I can learn something from that, totally fine. But the Witcher, the combat isn't. As you get Look, stronger in that game, it's fine. It's the best in the entire series. It's totally fine. It's still not that great. It's still not that great. It's still not that great. It isn't that great. The uh, the fun from the other two Witcher games came mm-hmm. from preparing for the fight. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like sitting down, doing your alchemy, deciding what to like crafting the potions, deciding what's gonna be the best buff for you mm-hmm. going into this. I th- I found that to be amazing. That was it and what in Witcher one and two you could only have one potion buff on you. No, right? you could have more than one. But your but your, your, your tolerance. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the third one you can you some of those fights you kind of have to prepare for, but you could yeah. brute force but it's, your it's way not, through a it's lot. Not quite it's not quite the way it works. It's not as rigid. It's not like yo, if you don't if you don't prepare, you're dead. Yeah, which is which I think kind of went to the 
the theme of the game and the character. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing about... The whole you know, opening scene in the first one. Right. It's, it's, it's him preparing, yeah. drinking potion, preparing yeah. for... Waiting for Nightfall. It was, it was very flavorful. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was. I loved it. I'm like, sure, the combat wasn't that great, but I'm like, I went in feeling ready. Yes, you know, I like, I knew, I knew what was going to happen. I knew what to do. I was buffed for whatever's coming up. They give you clues on how to beat these things if you look for them. There, it was very well designed. If and the only thing it was missing is that the combat just wasn't great. Yeah, one and two would have been way better mm-hmm. had, had the combat begun. Three two. The three's an amazing game. Three's fantastic. Yeah, but there's a lot of really silly combat things. Yeah, a lot of silliness. I never used the crossbow the whole time in that game. You really? No. I only used it once. in required yeah. sections where it's hey, like... Hey, use the crossbow the against cross- that griffin. The, okay. The crossbow is an underwater hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the only That's time. basically yeah. when you use it. It wasn't until the end of that game where I realized I could use the crossbow underwater. <laughs> I kept getting dragged under and I'm like... It's true. They don't really tell you that. <laughs> yeah, more times when they don't tell you things that would be good to know, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the way we could take out of it is that there needs to be a way... For more people to be able to enjoy more games. At the same time, I really hope... But that doesn't mean that you shut out people who want difficulty. But that also doesn't mean that you shut out the people who just want to experience the game. So we need to... They need to find a way to to get to that middle ground. Like when you had your artificial difficulty situation in, in Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. Yeah. Even the people who are looking for difficulty don't need, well, this one enemy is hard, so fight five of them in poison. Yeah, that's not fun. Nobody needs that. So all I'm saying is that there needs to be a balance. I'm not advocating that there needs to be total face mash on X and win. I want more games like the remake of the Ninja Gaiden series. Do you remember the one that came out? The Xbox? Yeah, that's the game I just threw away. I want more games like that. I, That's what I want. And that game was never fun to me. I don't know. I, I, and I looked at it. I was like, "That's kind of like Devil May Cry. I might like this." And I just never got into it. I don't know why. I love ninjas. <laughs> I would just rather them be like Devil May Cry. I couldn't tell you why I didn't like that game. I, and I tried it. I can't tell you either. Times. The game is great. I, I tried it multiple times, and it just no. I'm good. <laughs> I think like the first boss killed me like four times. I'm like, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> he killed me quite a few times. I'm, I'm, I'm just not, I'm like, not even playing this game. Anymore. I don't know. That and that was during the time when I was willing to play <laughs> our games. That's like that lights a fire under me, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially when the game is fun like that. Well, I mean, I wasn't finding it fun. I think that's it. I, I, <laughs> that's didn't, a, I didn't find it that fun. All right. I don't know why. Maybe the aesthetic. I don't... I, I can't tell. But you see, but there's there's nothing wrong with the fact that you like the game. Because yeah. there are plenty of people who love that game. You know why I liked it? It had Azuna drops. Yeah. yeah well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're ninja. Yeah. Oh, oh. You guys are going to laugh at me. You're Hayabusa. You guys are going to laugh at me, but I, I kind of like how Nintendo deals with Zuma Dropsy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the whole company just Zuma dropping all... But... I like how they deal with their difficulty. Because I can't really think of a Nintendo game that has, like, a difficulty mode. Like, no. Like, easy, normal. They, Not really. They, they, they kind don't have of, a lot of Kirby's Dream Course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, it, it, Technically it just, a hell game. Yeah. Okay. It, it progressively gets harder. And I, uh, a lot of times, appreciate it. And if you want that challenge, you have the Star Roads. You have the Championship Roads. You have, like... Nintendo is just, like, a dictionary of, of good game design. Like, I, they... They've, I'm look. I'm. Yo, I've never not I, been a Nintendo wow. fan. I, I rag on Nintendo I'm for shocked. what they are now. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you said You're that. You're shocked. <laughs> yeah. N- Nintendo and, was synonymous with video games for decades. I know. Theo, I own 
every <laughs> Nintendo system. But like what they do now, mm-hmm. not just the, not the games. Yeah, outside they, of they still make good games. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't rag on Nintendo for making bad games. I don't like anything they do with how they handle their modern yes you know, their fair. store sucks you're right. You're right. their online sucks their online sucks their policy of putting out systems suck I, I want to buy I want to buy those new there, there's the difficulty in Nintendo games for me. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> they make it hard for me to play Super Metroid oh god you want to kind of rant about that are you good I'm good I don't I don't I don't <laughs> I don't I just complimented them yeah. I don't. Yeah. You don't want to put the bread on the sandwich? No, no. We're just going to leave the meat hanging right there. That's a good sandwich, too. Just, but, um, just take the turkey and roll it up with a little bit of cheese and just eat it like that. No like, carbs. I really like how they appre- uh, approach difficulty. Like, I I feel like their their game designers are just top-notch. It's like they... they, they I was reading actually a Super Mario article, I think, when 3D World came out. And there's this comic strip, I totally forgot the name, where it's a four-panel comic where... They set up the joke with the four um, panels. So that first panel, it, it shows an element. The second panel, it shows the second element implementing the first one. And they just keep going from there. And they try to do their game design in that way. Mm-hmm. The first level, they teach you how to use a shell. The second level, they teach you how to throw the shell. And they just keep going and iterating yeah. from there. And I think that's just fantastic game design. You will not find any arguments. So this, this guy over here, his favorite game is Super Metroid. Yes. That is... That is literal textbook game design. They taught you how to wall jump in that game without telling you how to wall jump in Every, that fucking game. Everything about that game teaches you God everything you need it. to know. And you have some hard moments in the game, but yes. it's, it's not unfair. Mm-hmm. And they set you up to learn how to play the game. They, there's some things it could still teach you. They, they Metroid always has that little archaic part about it where they they don't tell you everything. that you Like, Joe, do you know how to crystal flash? I know the command for it. But, but when was the last time you ever did one? I've done it by accident one time. I don't time. even know what that is. It frustrates me. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If, if you just let the game... What's it called? Attract mode? Attract mode. Yeah, let it run. It shows you, it shows you various things you could do. Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's like a super bomb weapon crash you can do. And it, sh- and it shows you how Heals to do that. Heals you the full... It's, yeah. oh, restores I've seen it's, that it's show, it shows you how It shows you that you can bomb jump. It show, it, show, it shows you that before. you can shoulder charge with the speed boost and all that stuff. What's it called? Crystal, Crystal, Crystal Flash. Flash. Okay, because I've seen... Like, I'm actually surprised that they didn't impl- implement that into Smash Brothers. I, I'm not. I mean, it's not a combat move, so... Well, I mean, it's, it's a healing move. They yeah. have healing things in Smash but Brothers. But yeah, but Samus doesn't need healing moves in Smash. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, healing moves in fighting games can be problematic sometimes. I, I turn off healing when... When I play Smash, yeah, we turn off. We don't turn off those healing items. You know I that. usually don't turn off items, but I turn off healing. I feel like we're the three bears of difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Papa Bear for sure. Man. <laughs> this game is too easy. This game is too hard. This game is just right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's end it before some some blonde girl comes and steals our porridge. <laughs> porridge is. Gas, man. I could go for some porridge. Hey, that's not, like, top five porridge. Cornmeal. Period. <laughs> You're right. I have never eaten porridge. Really? Yeah. I'll make you porridge. What is happening? <laughs> 4205 cast off. <laughs> <laughs>